Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron is along in less than 10 minutes to talk about that storm. Why these Virginia students walked out of school, I'm Neil Augenstein. The Board of Supervisors chairs voices his support for students walking out of class in Fairfax County. I'm Megan Cloherty. And Wall Street lower the Dow down 126 at 8 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago, breaking news out of California, where the San Bernardino County Sheriff says an abducted 15-year-old girl has been killed in a shootout alongside her father, who was a fugitive murder suspect. Anthony John Graziano allegedly killed his estranged wife in a domestic violence incident on Monday. Hurricane Ian is forecasted to make a major impact tomorrow night at the Charlotte, Sarasota County border in Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis saying the storm will move through the state and likely exit on Friday morning. Much of Florida is preparing for the worst. I'm Peter King in Orlando. Forecasters are predicting 12 to 18 inches of rain here in central Florida. Adriana Velazquez lives in a low-lying area. Normally we get um, a little bit of flooding when it normally rains, so a tropical storm or a hurricane, we just want to be cautious. She was one of the hundreds of people lined up to fill sandbags to take home in Kissimmee, just south of Orlando. Lucas Barashi was filling bags for his family and for others. It's a family, you know, we have to help each other. Members of the U.N. Security Council have denounced Russia's announcement that residents of a large area within Ukraine have supported annexation into Russia during referendums. U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, Linda Thomas-Greenfield. The United States will never recognize any territory Russia attempts to seize or allegedly annex as anything other than part of Ukraine. Through an interpreter, Ukraine's president calls the votes a sham. Oh are forced to fill out some papers while being threatened by submachine guns. The January 6th committee is no longer holding a hearing tomorrow. CBS's Scott McFarlane reports. This might have been the final public hearing for the House-select January 6th committee, but either way, it's postponed. In a statement, the committee says in light of Hurricane Ian bearing down on parts of Florida, we've decided to postpone tomorrow's proceedings. Home prices are coming back down to earth. More from CBS's Jason Brooks. National home prices up 15.8% from a year ago, compared to a gain of more than 18% in June. S&P says the difference in the rates of gains between June and July is the largest deceleration in the history of the index. Senator Joe Manchin has abandoned his push to speed up the permitting process for energy projects. His decision eases the Senate's path toward passing a stopgap spending bill that would keep the federal government running when the fiscal year ends at midnight Friday. It would also provide more aid to Ukraine. A procedural vote advancing the effort cleared easily 72 to 23 after Democrats announced that Manchin's proposal would be stripped from the final legislation. U.S. consumers gained confidence in September as gas prices fell. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. 803 here on WTOP, Tuesday night, September 27th, 2022. College Park now 65, dipping into the 50s and 40s.
Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. It is a walkout at some Virginia schools over the governor's proposed policies affecting transgender students today. Team coverage starting with WTOP's Neil Augenstein. Here at Loudoun County High School, Felicity says for some LGBTQ students, high school is a safe zone. But I was mainly trying to figure out what was going on, figuring out high school, figuring out myself. She doesn't disagree with Governor Youngkin's point that parents should be in the loop. Yes, I I agree that parents do need to know what's happening at their schools, but transgender teens, non-binary teens, they really need to have that safety. She says there's probably a middle ground between the current policies and Governor Yonkin's proposed ones. We need to be able to keep that privacy because then people can figure themselves out and when they feel safe, they can go and talk to their parents. In Leesburg, Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. We have learned almost 1,400 students from a dozen Loudoun County high schools participated in the 25-minute walkout, and those in charge say the students will not face any disciplinary consequences. Now, Governor Youngkin has something to say about all this, even though he's campaigning in Georgia. He does tell WTOP this is about, in his words, engaging parents in a decision moment, and the previous policy excluded parents, something he says isn't right. On today's DMV Download podcast, Fairfax County Board of Supervisors Chair Jeff McKay came out against the planned policy to limit transgender student rights. Board of Supervisors Chair Jeff McKay says he supports students walking out on this issue. His daughter is one of them. You know, I couldn't be prouder of these kids. They know what happens in the classroom. They know what stress they're under, and frankly, they're concerned about classmates of theirs being targeted. On the DMV Download podcast, McKay says he sees Governor Youngkin's policy changes as political posturing. I think what he's doing is wrong. I think we had model procedures in place, model policies and FCPS that were working and working quite fine for our kids. They were not disrupting learning or, or our children. Representing the entire county, what I'm focused on is the overall health of our community. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. The student protests coincide with the start of a month-long public comment period. So far, a state website has been slammed with more than 15,000 comments, both for and against the proposal. Details at WTOP.com. He was accused of killing a 56-year-old father at a Denny's in Manassas the day after Christmas 2019. Now a jury has found the man guilty of murder. WTOP's Mike Marillo. After more than four days of deliberating, a jury found Jordan Anderson of Manassas guilty of 45 of the 49 charges against him during a robbery at the Denny's that ended in murder. Anderson, along with another man, Ryan Walker, were accused of robbing the restaurant, which was full of people at the time. Then as they exited, Yusuf Oscar unknowingly opened the door for them. Oscar was working for DoorDash at the time. He was shot and killed. Another man was also wounded. The jury decided against first-degree murder and instead convicted Anderson of a lesser charge of second-degree murder. He faces life in prison at sentencing. Walker is set to go to trial next April. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. I've just been watching some video from Cuba and also the Florida Keys affected by Hurricane Ian. Some road signs that should be standing up, should be vertical or actually horizontal now. Amazing images as we see the power of this storm. Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer will be along. He'll tell us what he thinks the uh, track of the storm will be tomorrow heading into the western coast of Florida. And then even how it will affect our area in a few days. Stay close to your weather alert station, WTOP. On the house, no charge. Complimentary. Gratis. For a limited time, Silver Diner is offering free delivery through SilverDiner.com. You heard that right. Free delivery through SilverDiner.com. Now you can satisfy your entire family without leaving home. Whether you are vegan, vegetarian, 
gluten-free, or just love the classics, Silver Diner offers you the choices of how you live and a healthy dose of what you crave. Now with free delivery. Order today at silverdiner.com. Offer ends September 30th. Silver Diner. Eat well, be well. Beyond King Tut, the immersive experience is a new exhibit celebrating the 100-year anniversary of the discovery of King Tut's tomb. Visitors will experience the wonders of ancient Egypt and learn how modern-day explorers are using forensics to unlock new findings. Be among the first to experience King Tut like never before. The National Geographic Museum is located in downtown Washington, D.C. Sellouts are expected. Book passage today at natgeomuseum.org. It's 8.08. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Here's Bob Imler in the traffic center. Had a crash on the Beltway on the outer loop after Eisenhower. Believe it's out of the roadway now on the one at Route 1 that was in the local lanes. That should be gone. Uh, still a bit of slow traffic, though, from Telegraph Road getting to and across the Wilson Bridge. Quickly starting to ease up there. 66 westbound is slow out through Centerville. believe they may be uh, setting up a work zone along the left side there, uh, headed toward the Manassas Rest Area. 95 is running pretty well. Springfield to Fredericksburg. Westbound Old Keene Mill Road. West Springfield had the crash at Hillside Road. And believe some traffic is now getting by single file around that. We're starting to ease up finally on the Beltway on the Maryland side through Montgomery and Prince George's counties now. Uh, running pretty much without delay. On 50 eastbound after 704, did have a crash there, though I believe it may be out of the roadway. 95 Baltimore-Washington Parkway at 270, each running pretty well. No delays to report either way on any of those roadways as of yet tonight. Visit Fitzmall.com to find a safe used car. Fitzgerald has hundreds of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Next to a new car, a Fitzway used car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com today. Bob Inler, WTLP Traffic. Well, Hurricane Ian is moving in on Florida. All those details in just a moment. But first, we'd like to get our latest local forecast. It comes in live to us tonight from Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Doug, I hit the wrong button, so I'm off to a terrible start. I think we could hear you now, though. My apologies. <laughs> uh, no problem. Looking pretty good out there as we make our way through the next couple of days here. Uh, high temperatures are going to rebound into the upper 60s tomorrow, so going to be on the cooler side. Our average high temperature is around 77 degrees. So as we make our way through the next couple of days here, we are going to be a little bit on the cooler side. Uh, high temperatures as we make our way into the day on Thursday. I'm going for a high right back around 70 degrees. And same deal on Friday. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday, some sunshine. Friday, more cloud cover as we see Ian trying to make its way up across our area. That's something we're going to be tracking very closely because it does look like we're going to see some rain from it. And it could be some heavy rain at times, and it actually looks like it could stick around with us Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and possibly into the day on Tuesday as well. So we'll be tracking that. The one thing we will not see from Ian will be heavy wind, no damage reported. I don't think uh, this is not a big storm for us, but it's a major storm down there for parts of Florida. The other thing we uh, need to mention about tonight, make sure you, you, you bundle up as you head out this evening or tomorrow morning. I've got low temperatures by tomorrow morning, only in the 40s. Out there right now, we're at 63 in Clinton, Maryland, 59 in Gaithersburg and in Leesburg. So let's get into where Ian is now and what it's going to do. I just, uh, in fact, just now, looking up at CNN, mm -hmm. Key West, uh, really some flooding already and uh, some dramatic pictures coming in from the Florida Keys already. 
Yeah, and they're seeing a storm surge down there. Uh, storm surge down in Key West is not going to be terrible, but it's already up to two to three feet in some some parts of Key West. So uh, that's going to be a big issue. The bigger issue is going to be where this makes landfall. Right now, you're looking at Ian as a Category Three storm, 120 mile per hour winds. The pressure has actually dropped over the past couple of hours, but right now it's undergoing what uh, is a is what's called an eyewall replacement cycle. That could actually be good news, but the official forecast track from the National Hurricane Center actually increases its intensity up to 130 mile an hour category four making landfall between around sarasota and naples this is an area that is uh, extremely prone to flooding from storm surge uh, looking around the port charlotte area down around punta gorda uh, i'm an area uh, an area i'm very familiar with my parents lived there for a very long time i still have family in that area very worried about that area of the country right now what kind of damage is expected you know, I think the biggest concern early on, uh, right along the coast, is going to be the storm surge. I mean, it could easily be 8 to 12 feet, and many parts of that area are around around sea level or, you know, maybe 3 to 4 feet above. So most of that area, Port Charlotte, Punta Gorda, uh, that could all be underwater. Vienna Beach, things like, things like that. Maybe even Fort Myers and Marco Island could go undergo, uh, around Naples area, could undergo some fl major flooding too. And then you get into the wind. I mean, if you've got a Category 4 hurricane with winds over 115, 130 miles, per hour you've got some major wind damage as well coming on through there uh, i was in this same exact area this is very similar to hurricane charlie which came through port charlotte in uh, 2004 i went through an area that was completely obliterated the houses were just plain gone now that storm was a little bit stronger of a storm but i definitely expect to see some big damage down in the parts of southwest florida beginning tomorrow and you're thinking maybe a little less intense than first forecast, although sometimes when you're talking about these very subtle degrees, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's still very powerful. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. I mean, the, the forecast, the official National Hurricane Center forecast is 130 miles per hour. So they've actually increased uh, what they thought earlier coming in. It was supposed to be coming in. It was originally about 125 Category 3 coming in. Now they've got it at 130. Part of that is because it's coming on shore a little bit earlier. So it's not going to have time to weaken as it makes its way on shore. And then it moves up towards areas like Orlando. Orlando, not under the gun. They're under a hurricane warning. They're going to see some strong winds, but they're not going to see any damage from from wind. The damage in Orlando area is going to be because of rainfall. Uh, right now, some of the computer models are giving us be anywhere between 10 and 20 inches of rain. There's even a couple that are giving us over 20 inches of rain. So think about two feet of rain uh, over the next couple of days because this storm kind of stalls over central Florida and could be a, a monster as far as flooding is concerned for much of the state. You touched upon this for our area going into the mm -hmm. weekend. Uh, I didn't expect to hear several days of rain, but that's that's what's in your forecast right now for us. Yeah, because it, it's moving our way, and then when it gets up towards our latitude, it actually pauses and, and stalls out around our area. The area of low pressure uh, that is in actually stalls off to our west, and then it just sits there and eventually starts to move our way. So it's going to continue to bring moisture off the Atlantic right on into our region for Saturday, for Sunday. The heaviest rain could be Sunday night into Monday, and then into the day on Tuesday. That's also when we'll see the strongest winds, most likely Sunday into the day on Monday. But once again, those winds may be 30 to 40 miles an hour so the wind's not a factor it would be the rain I, i'm not anticipating flooding at this time but we do have to watch and see uh, just how much rain it does give us here in our region we'll be listening to you and watching you doug thank you very much absolutely that's storm team Four chief meteorologist doug Cameron. stay with your weather alert station wtop and storm team four for the latest on en set to make landfall on the western coast of florida tomorrow afternoon
Stay with us here on WTOP. We'll take a look at what the Cowboys' starting QB is saying about maybe playing or not playing on Sunday against the Commanders. What do you have for us today, Charlotte? Charlotte is the little sister of the Tooth Fairy. Charlotte is the Junk Fairy. If you have stuff in your shed that you haven't used in the past 12 months... Yes? You're not storing stuff? You've got junk. Turn your storage shed into a shed that you can use again. Give yourself some space to maneuver. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. We make junk disappear. All you have to do is point. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. We were just talking about Hurricane Ian with Doug Cameron. A reminder, if you're in the car a little later tonight or you want to tune in using your smart speaker at 940, we'll have a live update from Tampa, Florida, as preparations continue and they're starting to feel some of the effects of the hurricane. Stay close to WTOP. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Now it's off to Rob Woodfork. All right, that uh, 2 nothing Nationals lead, it's gone. Atlanta, yeah, game-tying triple in the fourth inning. It's now a 2-2 ball game. Top of the fourth inning, Paolo Espino, five strikeouts through four frames, giving up those two runs on three hits. Luke Voigt, two for two at the plate with an RBI double to his credit. Also a uh, Victor Robles home run, his sixth of the year. But uh, two straights from Atlanta, making it a tie ball game now. The Orioles hold a 3-2 lead in Boston, top of the third. They take the lead with Anthony Santander's third home run in a series that's only 12 innings old at this point. It's unlikely the Washington Commanders will have to face Dak Prescott in Dallas. Dak himself telling USA Today he's a long shot to play Sunday. He's instead eyeing a return week five against the Rams. It's worth pointing out the Cowboys are 2-0 and without him this season, so Commanders fans maybe don't celebrate just yet. NBA teams at training camp, and among the highlights, the Wizards had Francis Tiafo on the court with his pal Bradley Beal. And uh, get this in Brooklyn, former wizard Markeith Morris, now with the Nets, you know he's a good quote. So you know it's a reason I'm playing uh, him weighing in on the wild offseason between Kevin Durant and the front office. That's the NBA, man. Um, you break up with a girlfriend, you get back with her. Same shit. <laughs> yeah, your differences until you figure it out. Yeah. Does it work? Yeah, I mean, broke up with my wife a couple times. We still married. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's an all-timer, Dimitri, and it absolutely. bears pointing out recycling is good for the environment. It is absolutely not good for your love life. <laughs> Trust me, folks. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Well, the fact that he says he broke up with his wife a couple of times, but they're still married. I know. They. I mean, they, therapy is involved with that. <laughs> you should probably delve into that a little deeper. We appreciate the update, Rob. <laughs> on society and on sports. And the top stories we're following for you on WTOP. The House Committee investigating the Capitol riot has postponed a highly anticipated public hearing tomorrow. It is because of Hurricane Ian quickly approaching Florida, as you've heard described. The committee has not announced a new date. Speaking of that hurricane, its latest path is moving uh, through the southeastern Gulf of Mexico and passing through some of the Florida Keys tonight, approaching the west coast of Florida tomorrow afternoon to make landfall. And across Virginia, students have been walking out of class to protest Governor Glenn Youngkin's proposed policy changes regarding transgender students. Many teens are unhappy with the Republicans' effort. Some of them walked out around here. See a lot more about that at WTOP.com. And stay with us here on WTOP for more about these stories in just minutes. 818. Traffic and weather on the 8s. And when it breaks, Bob Imler in the traffic center. Al Ben, yet another crash on the Beltway on the inner loop. This one in Springfield. 
And it's on uh, the inner loop side instead of the outer loop on the right side just before you get to 95. In fact, just before the ramp to go north on 395, the crash is on the right side. You get by without delay. Outer loop is all but cleared out at the Wilson Bridge now. And on westbound Old Keen Mill Road at Hillside Road, still working on the crash. 395 and 95, each running pretty well. Should find the crash gone on Route 15 south of Pointy Rocks at Lovettsville Road now. Did have a uh, car off the road there. And traffic was getting by alternating. They may still be working on that. There is a bit of a slowdown there as of yet. 66 West, I believe it's going to be a work zone setting up on the left side after 29 Centerville, which is causing a delay there. And Beltway in Maryland is running without delay. They haven't set up anything so far tonight on the Beltway near 355. That may happen later on. 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, each running pretty well. 270 also in pretty good shape. They do have some road work set up on 210 northbound between Kirby Hill and the Beltway. You get by single file to the left there. And uh, that crash on 50 eastbound after the Beltway near 704, I believe that has cleared. This traffic report is sponsored by Burke and Herbert Bank. Local knowledge, local decisions for commercial banking. It's better at Burke and Herbert Bank at your service. Since 1852, Bob Inler, WTLP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Amelia Draper. Just a few clouds out there tonight with lows in the mid-40s to mid-50s. So after a chilly, cold start tomorrow morning, we're looking at a nice afternoon. While temperatures are running below normal, we'll warm to near 70 with mostly to partly sunny skies and a bit of a breeze at times. Continuing to feel very much like autumn, Thursday, Friday, and on into the weekend as well. We're dry Thursday and Friday with highs near 70. And then over the weekend, expect rain at times. Highs in the low to mid-60s. The rain over the weekend from the remnants of Ian. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. Upper Marlboro 63, Centerville 62, D.C. at 65. And some of us down to the 40s late tonight. Brought to you by New Look Home Design. Pay for half your new roof later and half never. Coming up here tonight on WTOP. Food desert no more. New grocery store in our neighborhood. In Southeast, I'm Dick Uliano. It's 820. Hi, I'm Frank, owner of a plumbing company and an expert in fixing the leaks in your house. However, I was also finding leaks in my marketing plan. New jobs weren't flowing in and our outreach to potential customers kept getting clogged. Finally, we had enough and called 2060 Digital. Their team of experts became an extension of our marketing team and developed a custom strategy to reach our customers where they lived. Instead of paying for TV ads that reach anyone, we're targeting our videos to people looking for plumbers within the driving range of our trucks. Instead of being on the second page of search results, we're ahead of the other guys and are the top result for people searching for plumbers in key neighborhoods. Instead of losing to the competition, we're flushing them down the drain. Now our office is overflowing with leads. See what they can do for you by visiting 2060digital.com. 2060 Digital, building campaigns that connect. 821. And now from WTOP Small Business September Series, presented by Eagle Bank, here's Jack McDougall, President and CEO of the Greater Washington Board of Trade. Particularly for small businesses on the, on the pay side, I think that's a real challenge. What I think is emerging, though, what you see out there is more and more employees are looking for a sense of purpose. And so it's mission-driven. And so I think organizations right now that have a really compelling mission value or a purpose value proposition are attracting people. And so and I think that's true at the, at the small business level, particularly in the nonprofits, as well as at larger companies. And so there's a real emphasis on that. I think one of the things the pandemic did for all of us is it just caused us to take a pause and rethink. 
To hear more of this interview, visit WTOP and search Small Business September. To learn more about how Eagle Bank can help your business grow, go to EagleBankCorp.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Eagle Bank, building business, building relationships. This is WTOP News. H22, Georgetown University is going mask optional for classrooms and teaching laboratories on the main and medical center campuses. University leadership sent a letter to the campus community noting that COVID cases have been steadily dropping after the expected spike in the first few weeks of the school year. Masks were already optional in other indoor locations. Georgetown will continue to require masks on university-sponsored public transportation and in its health care facilities. D.C.'s Ward 7, Southeast D.C., once known as a food desert, is now home to D.C.'s first Lidl supermarket. Mayor Muriel Bowser cut the ribbon on the new Lidl. We are delighted to welcome Lidl to Ward 7. It's nestled in the gleaming new Skyland Town Center in the Hillcrest neighborhood next to 263 new residences. For decades, Carrie Thornhill has fought for a supermarket so she and her neighbors wouldn't have to go over the Anacostia River or into Maryland to get their groceries. We're proud that you selected our neighborhood to locate your first store in the district. In Southeast, Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. You know what time it is, uh, I'm coming out tonight. Lizzo performs tonight at Capital One Arena, and a 19-year-old guitarist from Maryland will be on stage with her. Jordan Waters grew up in Baltimore and attended Howard Community College. She tells our news partners, NBC4, that one of her mentors was supposed to play on the tour but couldn't make it, so Jordan decided to audition. She practiced for days on the audition tape that she sent to Lizzo's team. From 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., just running it in my basement, back to back to back to back. Then like that, went over the way, tried again. Tonight's crowd will be the largest for which she's ever played before, and she's hoping to set an example. I hope I'm inspiring black girls to, you know, do their thing. Waters says she hopes tonight's performance will be her big break. It's 824. He fronted the glam metal band Poison before becoming a reality TV star for a while. Brett Michaels rocks Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races on Saturday. It's going to be an incredible, incredible show on Saturday. Just a good party. Brett Michaels formed Poison in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania in 1983 for hits like Talk Dirty to Me. Talk Dirty to Me, had we listened to other people, would have been a complete disaster. We just stuck to our guns and played it raw like it sounds now. He followed up with the chart-topping ballad, Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Every Rose had a broken heart. She was in Los Angeles. I was traveling the country, and it just fell apart. Every rose has its thorn. Here are full chat on my podcast, Beyond the Fame. Jason Fraley, WTOP News. Money News 25 and 55 on WTOP with Jeff Claybaugh. We're now into Tuesday, down another 126 points, though the Nasdaq gained a little ground. Despite falling stocks, the Conference Board's Consumer Confidence Index rose for the second month in a row this month. Ahead of even higher rates in September, contracts signed to buy a new home in August unexpectedly jumped 29%. Harley-Davidson has spun off its electric motorcycle business as Livewire, selling two all-EV models currently. Jeff Claybaugh. WTOP News. Asian markets not doing particularly well so far. Tokyo stocks are down half a percent. 
South Korea's Kospi is 1% lower. Australia down a fraction of a percent. Straight ahead here on WTOP after traffic and weather. The Senate takes a significant step toward avoiding a government shutdown. On Capitol Hill, I'm Mitchell Miller. Here and online, we're tracking Hurricane Ian approaching the western part of Florida, hitting the keys right now. Stay with us. Check out DC News Now, your new local news station in the DMV, with more reporters in the field than anyone else, and four locations throughout the DMV. We have late news, but not too late. Join us on DC News Now at 9 p.m. Visit dcnewsnow.com slash watch to check your local listings, mornings, evenings, and late news that's not too late. We'll see you there. SMS text, 9.32 p.m. Hey, man, I'm not home yet. Grabbing a quick drink with my lady friend, LOL. But just wait for me there, dude. The spare key is under the big gray planter by the garage. Peace. When you send messages on SMS, someone else could be reading them. With end-to-end -end encryption, WhatsApp ensures that your personal messages are your personal messages. WhatsApp. Always message privately.